Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is David. And my name is Emily. Today is a special interview episode with Dr. Mika Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell obtained her doctor of physical therapy degree with a specialization in pediatric science from Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions, her master's degree in physical therapy from East Carolina University, and her bachelor of science degree from Methodist College. She is a licensed physical therapist and a board-certified clinical specialist in pediatric physical therapy. Dr. Mitchell has been working in a variety of pediatric physical therapy settings for almost 20 years. Dr. Mitchell also goes by the nickname of Official Commissioner of Team Hype and is the creator of Creatively Meek, which is a place for encouragement, mindfulness, fun, and so much more. In addition to this, you can find her along with Dr. Lisa Van Hoos during Ujima Institute's Mindful Mentoring every third Monday of the month and Mindful Mondays every second and fourth Monday of the month. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Dr. Mitchell. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So let's dive right into the questions. First of all, how about you tell our listeners why you chose to become a pediatric physical therapist? I love what I do. Um, Going and making the decision to go into physical therapy, rehabilitation was intriguing to me. Um, Dealing with rehab, you know, you've heard the story many times, I'm sure. I got injured, I had a PT, and the the rest is history. And so just the the ability to rehabilitate somebody, to bring them back, um, to help them to gain strength and function. And in PT school, I didn't know what specialty area, everything was fascinating. And it wasn't until my peds class that I was like, oh no, I know I said every other class, this was going to be what I specialize in, but no, 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 this is it. Um, And it was just the ability to relate to children, to be able to have fun and play. I get to play every day. I get to go and scout out toys and figure out creative ways to implement them to get my patients to um, produce the outcomes that we're looking for to improve their function. And so I have not ever regretted that decision. And so from day one in my PT practice and my career, it was pediatrics and I, I never turned back. I was lucky enough to have a pediatric rotation as a student. And I remember It was one of the most rewarding, but exhausting eight weeks of my life. It was so fun to be able to come up with, like you said, all those different play techniques and different ways to engage students. And, um, but yeah, it definitely was tiring. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes, that is true. You will, you will be, you know, I call it PT tired, you know, it's a level of, you know, I get through my day and I'm okay, but it's something about being in the clinic patient after patient, giving it your all. Um, And then you add the level of a child, you know, and that in itself, you have to build up your endurance for for that, but it's, it's so much fun. 
I totally agree. And one thing, so I had the privilege of having a, a pediatric clinical rotation as well. And something that I got from this outside of physical therapy is I gained such a large respect for teachers. Just the fact that you have your eyes on so many students. And for one moment, one kid is just doing a okay. Then you look to the right, you have two kids not sharing. You look to the left again and the kid is running to the door and it's just so much juggling. I have so much respect for teachers and pediatric physical therapists in general. So yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> teachers, their work is just amazing. Oh yeah. So tell us a little bit about the different pediatric physical therapy settings you have worked with and what current population are you, are you working with right now and where? Yeah, I have worked, I believe I've worked in the majority of pediatric settings. I have worked in the NICU with um, premature babies or babies that were in the neonatal intensive care unit. I've worked in acute care with pediatric patients. I have worked in outpatient. Um, I have worked in rehab and school-based. I've done early intervention. And so I currently am kind of available to pitch it. So right now I'm doing some school-based PT um, and it's it's a great experience um, working with children of a variety of ages, because as I've worked with, you know, really premature babies, but then also having experience working with older children. So up until 18, maybe as old as 21, depending on their diagnosis and their preference to say, you know what, I want to stay here a little bit longer. Sometimes we have patients that are like, okay, I'm tired of this baby space and I want to, you know, go into more of an adult space and that's okay. Cause you know, the patient kind of should be able to drive those decisions. Um, but having the experience of working in a variety of settings and knowing, you know, what this diagnosis might look like at 16 while I'm working with a premature baby or a young infant, or, you know, a child that you're suspecting um, that something is going on and just being able to inform families and say, you know what, these are some things you need to consider. These are some resources that you really should um, pursue. These are the questions that you should be asking and then checking in with them as to what their needs are in that moment so that they, they understand that, you know, as a healthcare provider, as a physical therapist, um, building relationships that we are there to help and, and really to make it have a, a significant impact. That's, that's incredible, you know, and that's, it's, it's just make it you, Dr. Mitchell, you are so powerful just hearing all that. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So next up, this is a very loaded question, but Ooh. What is one thing you feel could be done to make the physical therapy profession as a whole better? That is a great question. And I think that's a question that we should all be asking ourselves frequently and periodically because the change that we desire comes from within. Like each of us has an impact. Each of us have a role to play in, you know, our APTA vision is that we want to transform society. And so I think what is, you know, I'm going to take liberty and take two things because I believe they pair well together. But what we really can do is exhibit more kindness and grace 
because, um, you know, as we're learning about physical therapy and as we're learning about the individual, you, we are so multifactorial and there's so many components that make up, you know, a person's lived experience, their elements of diversity, their, um, their participation, their activity, what are the contextual factors that are driving the decisions that they're making. And I think if we come into every interaction with every human being, our patients, our colleagues, our peers, um, you know, our, our mentors, anybody that we're co-learning with, if we come into that, those relationships and those interactions with kindness and grace, it only will make it better because you can't, um, you know, it's hard to really encourage somebody when they're down um, and they don't feel like you can't care about them, um, or you've been a little bit snippy because you're overworked or you're tired, I mean, you don't realize the impact of how you react in those moments to somebody else. Um, and, and it has long lasting impact. And so, you know, with every interaction, no matter how tired I am, no matter how, um, you know, whatever happened moments before, just really saying, you know, a new person, new experience, I have to bring this kindness and grace into this environment to then help them because it builds relationships, it builds trust. And, you know, with trust and relationships, you actually can have better outcomes with your patients. I absolutely love that philosophy. And I think it's something that not only pertains to us within the physical therapy profession, but I really believe it's something we should try to implement in our day-to-day lives because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by the deeper things going on in our lives. And we do end up normally Mm -hmm. taking it out on others. So I think just to take a step back and not only try to change it within our profession, but just the world in general, I think will go a very, very long way. Absolutely. You know, and just remembering that everybody is going through something and everyone's going through something that you have no idea. And do you want to be the person that takes them over the, the, the negative side or the person that brings them into more positivity? And you have that choice um, is, is how you interact. That's great. And sort of piggybacking off of that one, I love how you do the one breathing cycle mindfulness exercise that you've been doing with Creatively Meek. It is so incredible. So with that in mind, I know that your response to this question is going to be awesome and valuable. But what is one piece of advice that you would give to a physical therapy student? know who you are and who you want to be. Seek out genuine people to help you um, meet and reach the goals that you have for yourself. I think um, students need to realize that you're not alone in your experiences. And for every clinician, for every um, PT, PTA that you're you're seeing or you're interacting with, they've gone through something similar um, that you're going through at many different levels. And so being okay with reaching out, you know, if it's not reciprocated, that's okay. At least you tried. But I think um, just really finding a mentor that will challenge you and push you 
but owning the goals and the desires that you have for yourself, your clinical practice, and know that it's okay. It's going to change, but like, you know, where you are right now, what do you want to do in six months, in a year, in three years, in five years, and then come back to that. Um, you know, I advise students, we do mentoring um, with individuals and it's like, Hey, if you don't ever set these goals for yourself, you know, we, we want to do all these things for other people, right? Like we want to set goals for our patients, but then are we setting our own goals? Are we holding ourselves accountable? Are we um, assessing the, the achievement and, and our progress and being honest about that? Um, and I think just the value in setting goals and, and, and setting your intentions of who you want to be, you know, who do you not want to be? There's a lot of opportunity as a student when you're observing to say, okay, I want more of that or I you know, I definitely don't want to, to be that. I don't want to do that in my clinical practice. As you're learning in school, the things that you're, you're um, learning, oh, I want to apply this, or I didn't see this in, in the clinic. I want to do more of that. And, and reminding yourself of what your intentions are, because, you know, when life gets busy, like you said, Emily, you know, when things are going on and you just can lose sight of who you want to be, and it could be five years later and you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I come to this place? Um, because there was no accountability, you weren't checking in. And, you know, a mentor could be a peer, it could be somebody in a position where you want to be. Um, it could be somebody that's in close proximity or someone virtually, uh, you know, um, access to them is virtual. So I think just really um, oh, seeing the value in connection um, and that can come at many levels. And having those connections and a mentor, especially when you're going through such a difficult and confusing time, it is so helpful to keep you grounded and on track and just mm -hmm. help you be the most successful version of yourself as possible. So yeah. I know we value all of your responses to these more serious questions in detail because you have provided such important information. But now it's time for a little bit more of a fun random question. Oh, so I like random. I know I love random. So as our PT fam on Twitter knows, we are all following the Xena Chronicles with your new dog. <laughs> First off, I have to tell you, she is so cute. I am a sucker for dogs. I love them. But second, how did you get the name Xena? Thank you. Um, so Xena, where we talk about when you gave that bio, like where I, how. <laughs> how long I've been in practice. Growing up, I used to watch Xena Warrior Princess. And um, that was my show. That was my girl. Um, and I found out that we're, you know, this puppy was available and it was a female. And uh, my children have Z's in their names. Their names don't start with Z's, but I was like, I love Z. I don't know why. Um, so I'm like, okay, we're going to do Xena with a Z. Um, and so then it just, she just owns it. And she is the warrior princess. Um, but yeah. That's amazing. And I got to say, I, I love that response <laughs> because I was a huge fan watching Xena and Hercules. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, with good old Kevin Sorbo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's nobody messing with Xena. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it's just incredible watching the Xena Chronicles. So thank you for sharing her with us. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining the ride. Of course. So that all being said, uh, this has been fantastic. And I'm sure we can be here for hours on end. <laughs> but now 
how can our listeners get in touch with you or find you on social media? Yeah, so there are multiple avenues to um, access, but on Twitter for sure, um, at Mika Mitchell, M-I-C-A-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-P-T. So at Mika Mitchell PT on Twitter. And then on Instagram, if you're interested in mindfulness and um, my mindful content, you can follow me at Creatively Meek. And that is a business that I started as a creative outlet for, you know, all of the ideas and the interests that I have outside of PT, because I think that's another um, point of advice to students. Don't forget who you are and the things that bring you joy, um, because you can be all consumed by all things PT, but there really is, there are so many other elements to who you are as an individual. And I've kind of leaned into that um, in the past couple of years, just really um, owning that and, and kind of seeing where this journey has taken me. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Creatively Meek. Um, and then you can, person, my personal um, Twitter is Mika Mitchell PT. I also volunteer with the Ujima Institute, with, is which, which is with Dr. Lisa Van Hoos. And um, we do Mindful Mondays with students. And so that is every second and fourth Monday from August through May. And, you know, it varies, you know, here or there with holidays or our mindful community schedules. But for the most part, second and fourth Mondays. But if you follow us on social media, then you'll have an idea of what that schedule looks like. And then if you're a PT practitioner and, you know, all of this is open to PT, PTA, if you have other colleagues of other health um, disciplines, it's really about building community. And so if you're a practitioner, you have a license or you just graduated and you're like, I, I'm, I'm moving outside of the student space and I really want to start building relationships and, and getting some group mentoring. Um, there's Mindful Mentoring, which is three every third Monday from August through May. Um, and because we like to model self-care, we, we take a break and we recharge and get ready for that next year to, to share content and, and build community. Awesome. So thank you again so much for joining us here on the Final Frontier podcast today, Dr. Mitchell. And we will definitely make sure to drop all of your social media information and links to help our listeners be able to find you because I know they will really benefit from all of your guidance and perspectives because I know if I was a student right now, I would find some of these things we discussed this session very helpful. So I know our listeners will be very grateful to have you as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation and this has been a pleasure. It's been great. Now that you have heard our interview with Dr. Mitchell, here is a quote from Buddha. Living 24 hours with mindfulness is more worthwhile than living 100 years without it. So that's right, warriors. Go out there. Have that peace of mind. Find that peace of mind. It is okay to take the time away from your studies. Take the time away from all of the noise and commotion going around you. It is okay to step out of it. Take a few deep breaths. And relax and find your mindfulness. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a final frontier warrior. You will 
pass. Thank you very much for listening. For more information on the NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also check out all of our social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.